This is the Get a Game Plan podcast hosted by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, or GOSEP. I'm Mike Steele, the Director of Communications for GOSEP. Thank you for joining us. We hope everyone here in Louisiana and along the Gulf Coast had a safe and happy Mardi Gras. Coming up on this episode, we will introduce GOSAP Director Jacques Thibodeau. We'll talk about some of his goals for emergency management in Louisiana and how some of those initial moves are already taking shape. Before we start with our interview, we always like to share a bit of safety and preparedness information. Severe weather is always a concern for our region, and lightning can often be a part of those events. In 2021 alone, Louisiana actually recorded the third highest number of lightning strikes following only Texas and Florida. There are a number of myths associated with lightning. One myth, lightning only happens during rainy or cloudy conditions. That is false. Lightning can actually strike 10 to 15 miles away from a thunderstorm. Another myth, a tree can provide shelter from lightning. That also is inaccurate. Being underneath a tree is the second leading cause of lightning casualties. And finally, another myth indicates you are completely safe from lightning if you are inside a building. That also is false. A building can be a safe place, but only if you avoid anything that conducts electricity. If you are planning or attending any outdoor events this spring, number one, check your forecast and be weather aware. And another consideration are safety measures for any type of weather-related events, like lightning, as part of that process. You can always check out GOSEP's getagameplan.org for more preparedness information. That's getagameplan.org. Now on to our interview. Joining us by phone is Jacques Thibodeau. Director Thibodeau took over GOSEP a few weeks ago after being appointed by Governor Jeff Landry. He joins us now by phone. So if we could start just a little bit of information about your background before you uh, arrived at GOSEP. Uh, sure. I, I Just to kind of let everybody know, I, I started my career in the military with the Louisiana National Guard, and I joined at 17 uh, with the intent to pay for college and improve the chance of getting hired by the U.S. Marshals. So I wound up um, serving uh, 31 years in the U.S. Army with the Louisiana National Guard, retiring from them uh, as a colonel. And then simultaneously, I served 28 years with the U.S. Marshals uh, and retired from the U.S. Marshals uh, with 28 years as a supervisory deputy U.S. Marshals in the last five years serving in my hometown as the emergency preparedness director for the city of Thibodeau up until January when I was appointed as the director of GOSEP. So 40 years in emergency management, and this is now my fourth agency, and I feel like I'm back home here in the building where I spent so much time in my career and my life uh, here at GOSEP. There are steps you have taken to make recovery more efficient here in the state. Tell us a little bit about those steps that you initially took when you came into office and what are some of the other goals from this point? The steps that you're talking about there is is one of the things that, that Governor Landry challenged all the cabinet secretaries to do is to look at things that maybe possibly weren't working correctly and then try to make some changes. So the easiest way to explain what it is, it's called an express pay system. And an agency, for, for example, a normal parish, 50,000 people, maybe they have an operating budget of $100 million. 
if they get hit by a storm, there's a good chance that that parish could have a hundred million dollars in damages uh, and expenses. So that parish will go through thousands of hours with FEMA and then finally get that money obligated. And FEMA will send that money to GOSEP and in the form of an obligation, it's GOSEP's job to take that money and disperse it to the parish and then make sure they, they meet all the requirements. Well, previously, GOSEP had a policy where they would pay 80%, and then you would get the other 20% after all the legislative auditor requirements were checked off and all, all the dots, the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. Well, what we did was we took a look at that and we said, hey, can we make this better? And we changed it to a 90-10 split. So now the agencies get 90% up front and, and within 30 days of the obligation. And then the additional 10 comes down the road. And what that did was for us in 100 agencies with over 300 projects, that alone freed up $300 million in federal money to move quicker into all of those parishes, those municipalities, those state agencies and subrecipients. What it's gonna do for us in the future when we have a major storm, we have a thousand applicants and each one goes through the process, that's hundreds of million dollars, if not a billion dollars, that would go much quicker into the hands of the people that need it the most, which are the, the state or the parish and local agencies. Any other big swings that you, you see or, or maybe goals, you know, kind of short-term goals that you'll be looking at uh, kind of along those lines? Well, I think everything's on the table. I think one of the things that the vision for GOSEP is to serve as an extension of the officer governor and provide sound leadership during crisis events while also enhancing the day-to-day -day programs. So we've had three primary goals that we're going to do. Our first goal is we've got to be an emergency arm of the governor. So you've got to be able to move quicker as an emergency arm and give the governor that capability of not a FEMA or bureaucracy type. You've got to have an emergency arm. The second thing we've got to do is we've got to look at any money and resources that we can be in a voice of agencies to champion for them to get maximum reimbursement in the quickest possible time. And the third thing that we have to do is we have to look at ourselves internally and evaluate what can we do better? So when I tell you that's only the beginning, uh, we're we're looking at ourselves every day. Our goal is we've got a first 100-day plan, and we're about halfway through that. And at the end of the 100-day plan, we want to completely have a new organizational chart that basically supports those three goals and that vision. We want to be a faster organization. We want to be a more efficient organization. And we want to be an organization where parish presidents and mayors and agency reps are not afraid to call and ask for help. And that's what we're committed to. And I'm pretty excited about where we are in the first 60 days. And I'm really looking forward to this new organizational structure and, and really turning GOSEP loose. I think that's something we talk about all the time on, on this podcast is, you know, you look back at those past events and you kind of build on on certain things and, and tweak other areas and, and make those kind of moves. It's key to kind of everything in emergency management. Now, along those lines, emergency management in Louisiana can often be one of the most, you know, active, if not the active areas in the world, maybe. Tell us about that challenge and what it means to be in your new role. The first thing is you're looking at the situation on this express pay that we talked about is GOSEP didn't do anything wrong before. It's just we found a better way. 
So when you're looking at the challenges of what you're facing in emergency management, it's everything. It's when you look at alone that we have 17 items that we feel like that we have to deal with uh, every day here in the, as a Gulf South um, area or state area. So every day, and just to put in perspective, the things that we've had in the, in the past uh, eight weeks is we started off with wind driven rain. The inauguration was moved. Then, then we wound up going from the wind and the rain to a freezing event. Then we went from a freezing event to a solar flare. Then we went from a solar flare to a flooding issue. And now you can see we're dealing with a, a nationwide power outage of an AT&T wireless information system. So just in the span of about eight weeks, we've, we've gone through what some states may not even see in a year. Absolutely. You know, one of Governor Landry's first actions involves, of course, it's it's been all over the news, is sending support to Texas for border security uh, along the southern border. Uh, as you analyze, you know, the events that are taking place and, and the support needed to help uh, our partners out in Texas, uh, why is that support important? Well, you, you, first off, it comes to you as an emergency request. So when you get an emergency request from another state, comes in under what's called the Emergency Management Assistance Compact. So just the nature of the title of the request tells you that it's an emergency uh, request for assistance. In this case, they ask for military support. So GOSEP's job is to look at that request and determine, okay, can we staff that request? And then make a recommendation to the governor, should we staff that request? So based on the oral agreement between Governor Abbott and Governor Landry, the request officially came in uh, last week or, or, or earlier this week from the state of Texas. We assessed it and realized that they're asking for military support. I, with the, the team here at GOSEP, made a recommendation to the governor that we support the request with military support and that it goes to the Louisiana National Guard. And, and the governor now, that request is now at the governor's office. And it's between he and the legislature to uh, fund that and, and stand with Texas in this illegal immigration fight that we have as a nation. And they have been, you know, they have played a critical role over the years in, in helping Louisiana out. And there's been times we've been able to return the favor. But that definitely is one of our, our most trusted, I guess, partners from a state standpoint. Kind of switching gears a little bit, another thing that seems to be building momentum, and unfortunately it's another issue in the news, or is school safety. Over the past few months we've seen even more you know, um, unfortunate situations on some of our campuses across the country. And Tell us a little bit about uh, the work to enhance that division of GOSEP and, and a little bit about the goals uh, in that area. Well, one of the things I can tell you that I'm extremely proud of is the fact that the legislature has made a commitment to school safety in Louisiana. They created the Louisiana legislature in July of this of 2023, created the Centers for School Safety that basically is an element of GOSEP under one of our divisions, security and interoperability. So they statutorily created it. They, they provided a funding stream of it. And GOSEP has, was, is in the initial stages of staffing that center. And what that center will do is, is help standardize some, some of these school safety programs across the state. And it will give all these superintendents and all these presidents of these magnet or charter schools and all these faith-based schools 
uh, principals and presidents that are in there, it gives them an opportunity to have a resource that can improve their school safety. And there's nothing more important in Louisiana than a child to their parent. And if we can play a role in that, and we can make things safer for all the kids in schools. It's something that is, I think everyone acknowledges, is absolutely critical and more importantly for us, it is one of the most significant missions that we can do as a governmental agency. Absolutely. And if you're looking for information along that those lines, we actually had a podcast last month. The podcast episode before this one was with Travis Thompson with GOSEP. He's the director for the Center of Safe Schools. If you're looking for more information about that process, he provided some great information there. Uh, anything else you want to add before we quit taking up your time? Well, I, I want to tell everybody, I want to make sure Louisiana knows that GOSEP is ready. We're ready for anything that comes our way, whether it be natural or man-made. We are prepared. We have over 300 employees at GOSEP that come to work every day in support of Louisiana organizations, businesses, and residents. And and we're ready to go. All right. We appreciate you taking a few minutes out for us. Uh, we look forward to your leadership and see where the office is going to be going from there. We were speaking with Director Jacques Thibodeau, the new director of GOSEP, took over back in January along with Governor Landry's administration. Sir, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mike. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for our Get a Game Plan podcast. Please encourage others to share this resource and subscribe. We also want to thank producer Troy Perez and the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA, for use of their studio. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Find out more at DonateLifeLA.org. They also have a great podcast titled The Gifted Life Podcast. You can find out more on most of the topics we talked about today by following GOSEP on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, get a game plan. And on behalf of the staff at GOSEP, thanks for joining us. This podcast is produced in partnership with LOPA and the Gifted Life Podcast. Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life Podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.